You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Toby Goldstein. And Toby is the uh, founder of Bite Size Workshops. Uh, you can find it on bitesize.com. And we're going to talk about a topic that's not talked about much on our show, but figured to have her on because it's relatable to any business, especially when you're trying to you know, build a you know, real estate company or any company that um, you could think of. She's an employee engagement ex- expert, um, and she facilitates a bunch of different workshops um, in regards to productivity, time management, uh, remote working, soft skills, interpersonal skills uh, that are pretty relevant to any business um, that you're trying to grow. So figured to have her on the show today to tell us a little bit about what her platform and, and what she's up to. So thanks for coming on, Toby. Thank you so much for having me. I actually see a direct correlation between employee engagement and investing, you know, when it comes to that real estate. You got to invest in your employees and you've got to make those right investments. A wrong investment is going to end you up in a really bad place. And so will a wrong investment with your employees end you up in a really bad place. You don't want to be there. Right. No, that's, that's for sure. So, so tell us a little bit about, um, maybe talk to us a little bit about the more remote working right now. We're recording this towards the end of Q1 of 2021, and that's still going on. Um, So, you know, how can, you know, uh, companies help themselves grow through more remote working um, through Zoom meetings or whatnot? How is it different than in person? You know, obviously there's, we're going to go back to in person, but there's going to be a hybrid, right? So what do you think is going to happen and how can we keep, employees engaged and, and help help them have the same vision that the founders of the company do and um, just keep them happy. Yeah, and it's interesting because most people would assume that studies are going to show that employees are less engaged and not doing too well and everybody's Zoom fatigued. Yes, people may be tired from Zoom, but there's a way that you could do it right. And the studies actually show the companies that are engaging their employees right and are on top of, you know, doing remote work right are actually having better engaged employees. They're actually doing better. Profit is actually raising because the employees are giving, they feel the company is giving to them. So they want to give back to that company, which is interesting. And I always tell companies, set up your remote work right. And you could see that it can work for you. You know, just as an example, I had this company, he's actually out in the UK and he was complaining before remote work became the popular term and before many people worked remotely. He was having a hard time because he did have a couple of employees working remotely. Came when everybody had to shut down. He was so well off. He knew what it means to be set up. And he actually focused on what does it mean for me to give to my employees and to really make sure that remote work is actually working for everybody. When you take everybody's needs into consideration, it could work. And the studies are there to prove it that it works even better. Employee engagement can go up 
when people are working remotely. And we can technically understand that because there is that flexibility piece that people need. People don't mind working at 10 o'clock at night if they can work at 10 o'clock at night and would rather want to be home when their children come home from school or be around when the children you know, have to log on to their school, even if it's remote. So people enjoy that flexibility. And when you're giving people that flexibility, it helps. People definitely became much more understanding. You know, take a look at the real estate field over there. Is things have shifted. They definitely have shifted. But the mindset is different. And you're coming in with that different mindset. And you're coming in with that little flexibility is definitely going to go really, really far. So yes, Studies do show that working remotely is possible. There is a way that you could cut down the Zoom fatigue. Like people are saying, like, oh, this is crazy. I'm going from meeting to meeting. You can make meetings fun. Meetings don't have to really be so tiring. And there's a way for you to learn how to space it. Some people are great in the meetings in the mornings. Some people don't want to show their face in the mornings. They're like, I'm exhausted. I don't want anybody to see that I just woke up. And some people for afternoon. So you got to know the times that work best for you, work within that. And I tell every company, you got to know what works best for your employees. Just because they're working remotely doesn't mean that you forget that you're working actually together. You may not be seeing each other, but yes, you're going to need a Zoom meeting or any other type of meeting. I have one client that each employee chooses a method of meeting every week. So one week they would choose, that employee would choose a Zoom meeting, and the next week an employee would choose a phone call, the next one would actually choose a different, you know, a WhatsApp video call or whatever it is, but a method that works well for them, and it keeps them engaged. So it's important for you, people are working remotely, and I'm going to say there is a part, you know, Anthony, as you had just shared, it's going to stay. There definitely is something that's going to stay. Make it work. Find a way to make it work for you. For sure. So um, I think that's a great tip to, to figure out a way to, to make it work. So how do how are companies um, basically figuring, how are they figuring out what people need with the remote work working? Like how do they, how do they ensure that they're successful working together as a team? Are they on a, I, I know what I use as a company. I use Microsoft Teams and everybody collaborates on there. There's so many different platforms and software oh, yeah. that you can collaborate. So I'm, I'm sure that's part of their strategy to have that collaboration factor. But what else keeps, you know, companies engaged and the employees engaged in their remote that's, working? Yeah, that's a very good question. Because I see that companies, even though they were not set up for working remotely, but they had a strong team to begin with, they could they are right now in the midst of remote work as a strong team. Companies that were not doing so well, you may not have actually realized that until you hit this Zoom age where all of a sudden you're realizing, hey, I don't have the strongest team or what's going on and what's happening with my employees. And I'm going to tell you that that issue was before you started on Zoom. It wasn't now. Don't go blame anything on Corona. Do not blame anything on Zoom. Your structure was not strong beforehand. I know people are going to go and say, oh, tell me I'm going to give it to you. It was your problem in the first place. And now you're going to own up to it and you're going to make sure that you're going to set things right. Microsoft Teams is great. Slack is great. 
How are you communicating? Yeah, there's different methods of communication. No, it does not always have to be an email. Please do not do it as an email. It's unfair to bombard people with emails. You can have different project management tools, but you want something that people could go in and have that water cooler chat, even though they're not standing by the water cooler. I have one client that, you know, they have it, they actually do it on WhatsApp. It's like, hey, I need a drink. Anybody's joining me. And they would go on that WhatsApp chat so that they can just chat with one another and feel that they are working side by side because that's what's really important is to know I physically may not have my colleague by the side or I'm not going to walk out to my office and meet a colleague, but I can reach out in case I need one. So yes, everybody is going to work differently. Some people would rather want to do monday.com and have a small group chat, or people would want to use WhatsApp, or people want to use Slack or Microsoft Teams. There are Trello. There's so many different options. A lot of people would use their project management tools. You have to, going back to find out what works for you, but it's not just you. Find out what works for your employees. Find out something that's simple. Don't train them in something new now when they are overwhelmed with trying to figure out logistics of working at home. WhatsApp is quick and easy. Great. You use WhatsApp. Any chats that you're going to use never should be business focused. As important things that you would have to log or document, which means I can turn to you, Anthony, I need a quick question. Did A, B, C, and D come through? And your answer would be yes, it came through, Right. That's great. I don't need to log that. I just needed that information. Chat that. Do not send an email. Do not use anything else that would be lengthier. It's generally these chats, I always say, are for over-the-shoulder conversations. And that's what's important. You need that over-the-shoulder conversations. You need that like yelling across the room type of conversations to go on, even though you're not sitting in that same room. It's build that community together. There have been companies that have been playing games on Zooms or everybody bought different objects from the home, you know, to share, or people always did Zoom meetings in a different room just to, you know, give that change around a little bit. It's not going to work for every company, but some of it is going to work for you. And you're going to have to find out what can my employees utilize? Zoom has the polls option. There's the surveys option, which is great. Utilize it. There is technology out there, even for those that are not technologically advanced. And they're quick and easy and simple tools. You just have to know what they are and what's going to work for you and what's going to work for your people, which is important. Starts with the basics. It's who are your employees? What are their strengths? What are their strong points? And then really build upon that to really build out. And as I was sharing earlier, as we were speaking, actually before we were recording, I said, if you're going to buy your workplace, You'll be able to buy the marketplace going on to the real estate over there is if you build that happy employee collaboration, you're going to have happy customers. It depends. It starts within. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense, Toby. I've been hearing that um, more and more often. So can you talk a little bit about the productivity standpoint? How can you mentioned a few pointers, but how can employees or employers make employees be a little bit more productive because with the work from home, that's everybody's concern. And it's, it's interesting when you look at history a little bit, I remember Yahoo, this was like what, 10 years ago now when uh, Melissa, I forget her last name. She tried the work from home for Yahoo, different era. Uh, and it lasted only, I don't know, two years. And then she's like, everybody's got to come back. Right. So is it different now because of the technology that we have and how can we, you know, encourage um, employees to be more productive with their time 
because the work from home, like you said, there's some some companies that you know your, your client, for example, is was a little concerned, um, you know, about the uh, productivity standpoint, which it, it could be an issue. But like you said, they may not be working the nine to five; they may be working the the nine to ten, and then the twelve to two, and then the the nine p.m. to eleven. You know, so right. how? What are some tips in order to stay productive? I always say if your employees get the work done and they do it well, then you know that you're on the right track, regardless of the times that they're putting in. And there are some companies that are not going to track time. Job is done. Job is done well. They're on top of the job. I don't care how many hours they're going to put in. But say you're not from that creating. I Yes, I do track or I do pay by the hour. There are a couple of things that you're going to have to look at. Number one is just going back 10 years ago. Technology is way more advanced. Big difference. Mindset changed tremendously. All of a sudden, if a dog will walk in, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, what just happened over there? Like, how dare you? You are at work. Or if you would hear, you know, a child talking or something like that. So mindset definitely has changed. So people are much more accepting of the work from home. The key over here that I would really say is flexibility is important. Not everybody can work nine to five straight at home, except that fact there are very few people that can do it, that can actually lock the door and forget everything that's going on in the outside. Depends who your employee is. Your employee may be living by themselves. Maybe they can do it. Understand that doorbells still ring. Neighbors still may knock on the doors. Phone calls still may ring as well. So just understanding that that concept still may happen, even though your employee is working at home and is alone at home. Now, in order for you just to keep up with the productivity, to really make sure things get done, and this is where your finger in the pie is very important, is no, you're not going to have that constant call or keep on calling you know, Melissa, what are you doing today? Melissa, what do you accomplish? Melissa, this, Melissa, that. You have to create that structure, which is important. Every, any employees working from home, my structure works like this. Important to have these weekly meetings. It's very important just to keep that atmosphere together. I also ask for deliverables and milestone reports, which means I want to hear what you accomplished this week and what you're looking forward for next week. You send it over to me. You know, every company does have different formats or want different things. I don't need to know minute by minute of what's happening, but I do need to make sure that we are on track. Things are moving forward. And all of a sudden, if I see you're at a standstill, I'll be able to see that and ask, hey, what's going on? Now, in order for me to track specific projects that you are, or it's an employee that you're paying by the hour, you can use that tracker. Toggle is absolutely great. T-O-G-G-L. That's a great tracker that you could just put onto your computer, press start, you know, depending if you're working on different projects or you just want to know where the time is really going is track those hours. So that's something that's important. You also have to understand that because your employee is working themselves, that nine to five working at home is going to look very different than that nine to five working in the office because that nine to five working in the office is going to be interrupted with phone calls. It's going to be interrupted with them, you know, colleagues knocking on the door is going to be interrupted with you asking them a question and generally working at home that's not going to happen. So you understand that those hours versus those hours look different. What you're going to have to do is take that step back and take a look at the greater picture. 
Are they accomplishing the same things that they have accomplished in the past? Are they getting the things done? Are they engaged? Are they on top of the project? And sorry. And the only way that you would really be knowing something like that, that's actually just proof from working at home. <laughs> but the only way that you would really be knowing something like that is when you have the reports and you have the infrastructure and you do have that structure in place. And I would say that that's absolutely crucial. Yeah, and, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I guess, you know, a, a couple of questions that I would have is, you know, like I said, the, the work from home, it's, it's been tested and now it's being tested, you know, again, and it seems to be working more now. Um, you know, how can you make sure your employees still maintain a nice, you know, for the business owner, work-life balance doesn't really exist that much. I mean, it does, it should exist, but it's, it's definitely different than having an employee, right? You you know, you you have the ownership and it's, it's definitely different, um, at least in my experience. So how do you kind of maintain the employees to have work-life balance? Like, you know, cause it's, it looks different now because if they're always at home, they, you know, their home is their workplace. So how are they going to get away? You know, so that's that actually I, I it's interesting but i find like a lot of these questions go back to having that infrastructure and that format in place which is important is a know your off hours for your employees starts over there just know that you cannot call them from 4 to 7 p.m or just know that this is their lunch break and honor that time because they need that breather which is something that's very very important you know that they're working at 10 o'clock at night but they're working at 10 o'clock at night because they're not working at two o'clock p.m respect that two o'clock p.m it's like calling an employee at 10 o'clock at night for a semi-important matter that you would never have done a year prior so it's something that you must take that step back reflect but also know your employees know what's important to them they need vacation time. Just because they're not in the office, they do need vacation. And in the past, they have always taken that two-week vacation. Ask them, when are you taking your two-week vacation? Be on top of that because it is that juggle that's important. A person does need to get away. There are different things for employees to do when they're working at home to enable them to you know, manage that stress from working at home, You know, caring for oneself, caring for work, and if they're caring for family members. That's for the employee themselves. But the employer should be taking a look and respecting something like that, that it is a juggle. And for some of them, maybe easier, but for many, it's much harder or they have to learn the ropes again of what does it mean to go out to work. In the past, they have to transition into the workforce. At this point, they have to transition to the home force, right? It's different. And that's something that understand that there is that transition piece. Know your employees, respect the hours that your employees are telling you that you could work. You must have that open conversation with them. You must be meeting with them weekly. You're not seeing them face to face that you could just throw out, hey, Toby, don't forget this. And Rachel, what happened with that? You must have that weekly meeting besides as a group, but individual. And that's why I always say is make sure that you get that report so that you can actually not just for productivity, but for your employee's sake and for your sake, that you know what's going on, that you're not just constantly emailing or texting or WhatsApping or chatting them because that's going to take away from their productivity. And that's something that you have to recognize, right? If I want to know what's going on, and I always tell employees and employers, keep a running dialogue until you have that open conversation. It's in a way, it's so much easier 
to be productive from home because you don't have the people walking in on you. You don't have, you know, you can put away your phone if you need to put away your phone so that you could focus on something. But you have to understand that you came up with a question, you're unsure about something, keep a running dialogue over there. So it's, you know, actually the question talking about how to manage that work-life balance is, yes, you could be more productive, know how to do it, know your employees, know what they need to, you know, what they need from themselves. Make sure to be meeting with your employees and make sure their needs are being met. And everybody's going to be different. As we mentioned before, flexibility over here is going to be key. They need to work at 10 o'clock p.m. Like that's their time that they could work and they'd rather not work at two. Respect that. That doesn't work for you. There's a way that we could work something out. It's not like, oh my gosh, you cannot work at 10 o'clock because you can't make any phone calls. Great. So you know what? So no phone calls are going to happen at 10 o'clock. That's when the admin stuff are going to be taken care of. Phone calls are going to happen in the morning when they can work. Excellent. No, very interesting. How about company culture? Working at, working at home versus in person. How does, you know? It definitely is different. So I will go back and say those weekly meetings are extremely important. You know, building what's going on is these weekly meetings are to feed everybody and that we are working together and that we are building the company together. So those weekly meetings are extremely important. I actually had a client surprise. Um, and it, this was just, you know, to keep things going was they sent a Zoom package to each of their employees to you know, surprise them and to tell them, okay, everybody, today we're wearing our pin, tomorrow is our cap or whatever it is. Um, you know, and today I need everybody to bring those sticks that we sent along because we're just going to be doing an activity. So we kept them going. Um, you know, once again, you know your company, you know your culture. If your culture, if you don't know your culture, that's bad news. So that goes back to what your infrastructure was really like beforehand taking a look over there, but yeah, you got to keep things going right now. It's important for you to really know what's happening to really follow along and not to just say, okay, everybody's working from home. So it's good. I can take that step back. Never, ever, right. never, right. ever. No. Right. You, you have to, yeah, you have to maintain it in some respects. No, that, that's excellent. So uh, how can people learn more about you, Toby, learn more about your, your platform? So they can find me on my website. That's www.gobitesize.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and Toby Goldstein. Um, and those generally are the best places to find me. Excellent. So I encourage all my listeners to reach out to Toby and we'll have a link to so Toby's um, uh, LinkedIn and website in our social media description. So feel free to reach out to her at any time. And if you liked what you heard and or saw, if you can please hit us a uh, a five-star rating on iTunes and give us a review. We really appreciate that. It helps Toby and my message get out to a greater audience. That's just the way iTunes works. So we would appreciate that and hope to have you on again um, if you know next year and see how the work from home has, has uh, adapted or still there or not there, or half there. We'll see. No one really knows yet. So well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Toby.